Michigan State football, they get some big transfer portal additions this weekend. They get Tony Grimes, they get Tanner Miller, and also, would you look at this? A backup quarterback, perhaps, and then, yeah, that's right, Michigan State basketball. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Spartans is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you guys so much for either ending your weekend here with us at Locked on Spartans if you are listening to the YouTube live show right now or if you're listening on podcasts. Hey, thanks a lot for kicking off your week with us here at Locked on Spartans. I'm your host. Matt Sheehan, please rate, review, subscribe. You ever want to reach out? Locked on Spartans at gmail.com is where to find us. And off we go. Let's get into the meat of the show here because a nice little weekend here for Michigan State football, one that can be celebrated because unfortunately, feels like all that we can celebrate uh, around these parts is things that just happen in sports seasons. Well, off seasons, I guess, is what we'll call it. We'll get to basketball a little bit. All right, eye on the ball, Matt. Here we go. We're going to start on a high note here. Football did okay this weekend because they got two stud transfers. I, you know what? Let's just call it three stud transfers. We're going to get to the quarterback as well, but we're going to start things off with Tony Grimes, former five-star. That's, that, that's five-star. Out of five. That's right, a five out of five stars as he was in high school. Top 30 player in the country, the best player in his state of Virginia. Three-year starter at cornerback for UNC. He went to Texas A&M last year, did not play a single snap with the Aggies, but he's heading to East Lansing. So, look, there's no way to slice it. Uh, This is big because when you hear us talk about cornerbacks or the secondary room or really this can be said about any position group on the football field depth is what is important I don't think that this is a depth piece though okay this is a day one starter if things shake out the way they should if he can get over his injury that sidelined him for that entire season at Texas A&M last year again three-year starter at North Carolina went to Texas A&M last year didn't play a single snap. He was hampered with lower body injuries. Also, it wasn't just the injury itself, but the swelling that the injuries caused too. And that kind of limited his mobility, the way he could cut. So hopefully we do find that player that was the three-year starter at North Carolina. I, th- that is something I do want to pump the brakes on. Yes, we're comfortable saying that things look like he can be a day one starter. Yes, we are comfortable saying that this is a guy that you can get a little excited about. But it does come with a little bit of baggage. And this is what happens in the transfer portal. I know that we're all learning lessons here as the years go on. And it was a lot of fun when Kenneth Walker came here and he was the savior for that season. But many times, they are just bandages of what holes are on your roster. But right now, Michigan State had a hole at starting cornerback. And I do want to wonder, 
if this means that Dylan Tatum is up for a position change yet again in his young career here at Michigan State because this could bump him inside to that slot corner or that nickel position, if you will. Because I do wonder if, okay, you'd put Chance Walker, a guy that as a true freshman got plenty of run at Michigan State last year, and then have him opposite of an experienced guy like Tony Grimes. So that could be your starting quarterback tandem right there. Also, hey, Chuck Brantley, he just pulled his name out of the portal. He's coming back. Marquis Lowry as well. Caleb Cooley. So there is some depth building at this cornerback position, which is nice. And you're doing so with a guy, yes, former five-star. Yes, he was a little hurt, but still a guy that big programs wanted. He visited Michigan State officially I didn't even think it was a full day after he ended his Penn State official. So this guy was getting looked at by many Power 5 schools, including there were some players on North Carolina that really wanted him back at Chapel Hill. Now, did the coaching staff want him back? We'll never know, but yeah, this is a guy that teams wanted. But ah, Michigan State went ahead and got him. Now, this is another position that you can get really excited about. It's not as sexy as a position like cornerback, if you will, or a skill position, but it's definitely one of the utmost importance. We're talking offensive line, baby. That's right. Tanner Miller from Oregon State. He transfers and commits to Michigan State. Now, this isn't uh, you know just your ordinary interior offensive lineman from Oregon State. No, no, no. This is ESPN All-American second team interior offensive lineman Tanner Miller. Now, interior uh, offensive line. He played some center. He played some right guard. He played more right guard than he did center. I would call it a 66-33 split, but He was comfortable at both positions last year. And I do want to point out this grade from PFF Pro Football Focus. His run blocking grade was an 80.3. That's that's a bulldozer running grade. That, that means that you are a certified road grader and you can pave some lanes for your running backs. And oh my God, I'm sure Nate Carter and Jalen Berger are just dying for one of those finally here in East Lansing. But just like Grimes, This is a guy that we believe can be a day one starter. Take a just close your eyes. I want you to picture this offensive line trotting out to the field week one against Florida Atlantic because this is where I believe things stand right now. Brandon Baldwin, Dallas Fincher, Tanner Miller playing that center position. Geno Vandemark, another big transfer portal get or re-get. I don't know however you want to describe it. Whatever, you get my point. And then Ethan Boyd as your other tackle. Solid. It's a solid foundation. All right, and then you're also returning depth. That's right, we're going to keep on hammering home that D word, depth. Chris Phillips, Braden Miller, Ashton Lepo, Gavin Brocious, Stanton Rammel, Cole Dellinger, and Evan Brunning. And also, let's just talk about the freshmen. Why not? It's very, very hard to see a true freshman playing on the offensive line early in their careers. But Rakeem Johnson, Peyton Stewart, Rustin Young, Mercer, and Charlton Lanieski as well. So... That is some depth at a position that I was quite frightened about. And when you get a guy like Tanner Miller, a guy that was an AP, I think it was an All-American, mid-season All-American, ESPN second team All-American, that's what you're looking for. Now, here's a question that I kind of asked myself is, okay, if this guy was so good, he's going into, I believe, his fifth year of college coming up, why isn't he just going to the NFL draft then if he was so good? What I think it could be is maybe it's just a matter of frame. He stands at six foot one, two hundred eighty-five-ish pounds. Where if you go look at the interior offensive line prospects for this upcoming draft, most of them are six three, six four. I even see a few that are up at six five. So that could be why 
he's sticking around college, but hey, I mean, if he wants to go follow Coach Maholchek, the offensive line coach from Michigan State, formerly of Oregon State, well, go ahead and be my guest. And as we mentioned briefly, Maverick Hansen to not really anyone's surprise. I think this is all news we kind of expected, but he did announce late on Sunday that he is coming back for his sixth year at Michigan State. And let's keep on hammering home the depth word. That adds uh, him to the interior defensive tack room with Simeon Barrow, Derek Harmon, Jalen Thompson. We'll see if we get anything from Alex Van Sumeren, that highly rated four-star kid from Michigan. He's had two big knee injuries early on in his career, so we'll see what kind of Alex Van Sumer we get next year. But nevertheless, that is some depth at that position. Now, I do want to talk about another addition from the portal. My goodness gracious, it was a busy Sunday here in East Lansing. From Tommy Schuster. Yes, you got his commit from the six foot 105, sorry, 105 pound. Whew, that'd be tough. 195 pound. How about that? Four year starter from North. Dakota. Now he is returning home. Kind of. He went to Chippewa Valley High School over in Macomb, of course. Former teammates with Michigan State legend Marcel Lewis. Uh, they were both over there at Chippewa Valley. But Tommy Schuster over at North Dakota. Whew. Get ready for some numbers here, ladies and gentlemen. 9,055 passing yards, 63 touchdown passes, and also 67. Uh, percent completion percentage, all North Dakota records. He started every year he was there and also led North Dakota to four FCS playoff appearances every single year he was there. And it's not like North Dakota is some juggernaut that just always gets into the playoffs. No, no. They've only been to the playoffs once in the FCS before he entered. So, throws his name in the transfer portal, comes to Michigan State, that is a backup quarterback that is desperately needed because as of, well, I mean, on Saturday when we woke up or Sunday when we woke up, it was just Aiden Childs and two true freshmen. And look, I, I, I'm hopeful that the, the two true freshmen will have good careers here. But let's not kid ourselves. That's a really sticky spot for true freshmen to be thrown in if Aiden Childs does go down with an injury. So, of course, um, I thought it was... I don't think it was meant to be funny, but I found it humorous. Uh, Adrian Childs, that's Aiden Childs' dad, he tweeted out that, hey, competition is good for the room. This is great. I, let, let's not kid ourselves here. Aiden is going to be the day one starter. NIL is not paying him more than your women's basketball coach or many other assistant coaches on your own football team, reportedly. These are all rumors. They're not throwing around that money to have Aiden Childs be a backup. No, 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 no. It's going to be Tommy Schuster as a backup, most likely, but hey, just some depth in the room. That is what we love to see. <sighs> now, we're going to talk about something we don't love to see here in a hot second. That's the basketball team. Just uh, reverting <laughs> back into a pumpkin here. But first, need to talk your ears off about Fan Duel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action with Fan Duel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's right. Don't even look at the spreads for the playoff games. Heck, don't even sweat it. If you're going to win or lose that bet, just place the $5 bet. If you're a new customer and win or lose, that's 150 bucks in bonus bets. Folks, FanDuel is the greatest app in the game. The app is super easy to use. You get paid out almost instantly, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, first-time touchdown scores. Heck, even today on Sunday, I did first touchdown of the day. 
That's right, not even of a certain game, but of the 1 o'clock slate. Just who is going to be the first one across the goal line? There are so many ways to bet at FanDuel, so what are you waiting for? Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. It's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Oh, boy. Well, speaking of layups, uh, hey, Michigan State gave up a lot of these against Northwestern in a... Uh, <laughs> 88-74 loss, and hey, that was a fun little five-game win streak Michigan State was on. Um, look, we're going to try to talk about this rationally. That's going to be the bulk of this segment, rational talk about Michigan State basketball. But allow me, allow me to just be a little irrational just right here off the top. I'll get this out of the way. And it's no secret that Michigan State has taken a little bit of a dip here in the last few years, and there is a lot of you know, tangible on-paper things you could point at to prove that to be true, unfortunately. Like, hey, let's take a look at the last few years of Michigan State seeds in March Madness. I see a lot of 7 seeds, 10 seeds, 11 seeds. That's not the Michigan State basketball that you or I grew up with. Uh, the lack of NBA players sent to the draft. The lack of all-conference players. There are, unfortunately, a handful of things you could look at to say, huh, wow, Michigan State's taking a little bit of a dip here. That's unfortunate. Now, the irrational thing I'm about to say is that nothing has been more damning than the graphic they showed on Big Ten Network at the end of the game. And that graphic is that Northwestern has defeated Michigan State for a third time in a row. The first time they've done that since I believe it was Nixon was in office. Uh, great! Awesome. Something that hasn't been done since Watergate happened on Sunday. Now, I get it. Northwestern, hey, Chris Collins, good coach, solid. And, uh, hey, the Big Ten's a dogfight year in, year out. But here's the thing. Under no circumstance should a program that holds itself to the standard that Michigan State should hold itself to should ever drop three games in a row to Northwestern. Just patently. All right, it's just it's just a fact of life that that shouldn't happen. It would be like how Duke or North Carolina should in the ACC never lose under any circumstance, like three games in a row to Georgia Tech, we'll call it. Or hey, how Kansas, for example, in the Big Twelve should never lose three games in a row to oh pick you pick your program. Um, we'll, we'll go to Oklahoma State or TCU. It it just shouldn't happen. If you want to be a blue blood, if you want to be the kings of your conference, God, you, you shouldn't be giving up three losses in a row to Northwestern. Oh, my God. All right, now we're going to try to be rational about everything that happened on Sunday here for the rest of this segment here. And one rational thing you can say is that, oh, it's college basketball. Come on, these these games happen on the road. Oh, it's just a wacky sport where, oh, anything ha no, uh, like, sure, you, you can say that, but, like, that's that's not it. We, we've seen this team play long enough this year. Or also, too, if you want to just take the nucleus of this team, the older players on this team, and go back the last few years, we, we know that this wasn't just a one-off fluke. This was, unfortunately, just who this team is. Now, road games are a true litmus test of who you are. We just wrapped up a lovely Five-game win streak, all games at home. And no, please don't correct me and say, oh, the Baylor game was at Little Caesars Arena. Take a guess who was filling up that court, all right? It was us. It was us driving ourselves crazy during that very fun game. But no, that was a home game. Okay, guys. Now, it's a reality check. That's what this game was on Sunday. The five-game win streak was fun. Also at home. 
And sure, there are some things that you can take from that little five-game stretch that I do think are true still. Like Jaden Akins, he's coming out of his slow start to the year. Slow starts to seasons are kind of his thing here at Michigan State. A.J. Hogarth, he's been a little more assertive here in that five-game stretch. That's something I think that he can carry on. That's just about it, though, because, well, the reality check is that uh, some things uh, just are not going to change the entire season because, again, you learn a lot about yourself in road games. And Michigan State saw a lot of what plagued them early in the year, if not maybe even the last few years, go down in Evanston on Sunday like free throws. <laughs> and we're going to pull out some first-half stats here because well, when you walk into the locker room down 15 points, a lot of the game was decided in the first half, like on the free throw line, shooting 58% in the first half. Oh boy. Uh, the end of the game, 68%, 15 of 22 from the stripe. But look, free throws, not this team's bread and butter. And I know that we saw a little fun game there against Indiana State where Michigan State, it seemed like they shot 98 of 100 on the free throw line. That's not who the true Michigan State is, though. This is a team that's closer to 68%, and that's what we saw in Evanston. Some things that might never change is the, inconsist the inconsistency with rebounding. And at the end of the game, Michigan State fared pretty well on the boards, but in the first half when you're giving up eight Eight offensive rebounds. Um, yeah, no, that just can never fly. Again, not eight rebounds for the whole game. Eight rebounds for the first half. So, no, that's something that's going to cripple Michigan State here and there. And also, I'm sorry to keep barking up this tree, but the center position... Oh, God. It's <laughs> Look, offensively, it wasn't like the worst game in the world. Carson Cooper got 10 points. Mati Sissoko did okay for his standards on offense, but... at the end of the day, it's it's not a position you can run any offense in and out of. But what I really want to focus on is once again the first half, 24 points in the paint allowed in the first half. And no, that doesn't fall entirely on the center. But who do you think is playing help side defense down there, guys? Uh, who do you think has given up offensive rebounds and easy put-back layups? It's probably that center position. Uh, and don't you worry. If you're wondering, hey, when's this idiot going to bring up Malik Hall, the guy that he's been championing uh, <laughs> time and time again? Well, let's just get to that part of the program right now. Uh, you got something that you see time and time again. It's inconsistency from Malik Hall. And Trey Holloman, too, actually. Uh, look, and Trey, Trey's had a better year than I thought he was ever going to have this year, so I don't want to be as hard on him. But when you see a tweet like this, this is from our friend Greg Waddell. Hope to have him back on the show here somewhat soon. But he tweeted this out, and this paints a pretty good picture of what you cannot have in any basketball game. It took 27 minutes and 19 seconds of game time for two of Michigan State's top six players to record a stat. Any stat. Trey Holloman gets to the free throw line and makes both. Of course, two of the top six players he's talking about is Malik Hall and Trey Holloman. It took them 27 minutes and 19 seconds to record a stat. And sure, like I said, we're not going to hammer on Trey Holloman too much. He's been a delightful surprise, in my opinion, so far this season. But ooh, we can't just be that silent the entire game. So let's just focus our attention on the 19th year senior. And look, if you think I'm just going to be ripping Malik Hall up and down and I'm just being a bully to this kid, well, this must be your first show because I've carried a lot of Malik Hall water on this program throughout the offseason, the start of the season, last March Madness. You know the drill by now if you've been listening. 
Let's talk about Malik Hall because I'm not even angry about what his stat line was. No points, no rebounds, no assist, just cardio for 26 minutes. I'm not even as upset about that as I am just amazed. Just just, just shocked that it's possible to play a college basketball game for 26 minutes and not record a point. I get that. You know, you don't have your shot one day, you're a little timid to shoot the basketball, both of which hurt Malik Hall this game. But to not even have a single rebound just fall to your feet or pass it to a teammate and him make a basket, I, I am in awe. And you go 26 minutes, 26 minutes without nothing. Without no- You are better off just putting a popcorn bag out there on the court. At least they probably would have tripped someone up and gotten a, a steal or something. I, I That is... That is just, I I mean, this isn't even a hot take. It it is inexcusable to have that little impact of a basketball game, just never mind the 26 minutes. How about as a senior that's been with the program for as long as he has? That that is truly, by every sense of the definition, unbelievable. Now, what is very believable, though, is that of course this happens after maybe the best game of his career outside the Seton Hall game that he had as a freshman. Of course! Of course he absolutely, quite literally, no-shows on the stat sheet after he absolutely gave Penn State the beats. I mean, is this not just the whole Malik Hall experience to a T so far in his career? It's that, well, every time he has a good game, he comes crashing down. Every time he has two good games, well, we'll get ready for three games of stinkers. Like, oh my god, the haters have been spot on. Like, I, 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 a Malik Hall defender, have nothing to say other than I'm just amazed. I'm <laughs> just amazed that you can just be that little of an impact for that lot of a game. <sighs> All right, we're going to talk about expectations about the rest of the season and get into a mailback question about, well, the national championship game taking place on Monday night. But first, I need to talk your ears off about Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical. I know we come to sports to escape. Sure. And uh, some uh, from some of the crazy realities of real life, but we can talk just for a minute about being prepared in real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin and right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. I, God, like that's that's, that's kind of scary. We're not going to lie. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than just one of my kids or my wife. Or I'll be selfish myself, too. Getting sick while the supply chain issues keep them from getting life-saving medications that they need. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, uh, skin infections, amongst others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So what are you waiting for out there? Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's ever been more important to be prepared than today. So what are you waiting for? Go to jacemedical.com, that is J-A-S-E medical.com, and use offer code LOCKEDON, all one word, LOCKEDON, to get $20 off your order at jacemedical.com. So what does all this mean for the rest of the season? Uh, Let's talk about this basketball game a little more. Really, I'll keep it somewhat short of what my thoughts were in the middle of the second half when it was very clear that this was not going to go Michigan State's way. It was a reset of expectations. 
We got a little high on our green and white supply those last five games. It was fun. It was a hoot and a half. We beat some good teams. We beat Baylor by roughly 1,000 points. That was neat. You beat a good Indiana State team. At the end of the day, that is just an Indiana State team. It's not like we beat Kansas or anything. And the other three games, well, I don't even know if those other three teams could beat your local high school team, especially Penn State. My God, imagine losing to Penn State. That would be just absolutely despicable. But resetting the expectations right now, as we're staring a 1-4 start in Big Ten play down the barrel because, look, Michigan State's 1-3 in Big Ten play right now. They're not going to win Thursday against Illinois. I don't care if they do or do not have Terrence Shannon. I mean, look, it's not like it's not like you're close against these okay Big Ten teams like Northwestern, who's an okay team. Yeah, I get Purdue lost to them. At least they had to take it to overtime against Northwestern. And Nebraska is just another okay team. But it's not like you're hitting the road and you're just oh you're barely hanging on and barely losing. No, you're 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 getting the the piss beat out of you by both those teams. What do you think is going to happen to Illinois, a team that just barely lost to Purdue? Like, no, that's a, <laughs> that's a one and four start in Big Ten play. So, I see it from both sides. We saw the elation during this five game win streak. We talked about it after the Penn State game that hey, if you win the games that you're projected to win, lose the games you're projected to lose. This Northwestern game is one you're supposed to win, so that's already out the window. You can work yourself up to a three seed, is what the computers tell you. Now, after this game, we're seeing the fans, of course, that are like, oh, here we go again. First, uh, the, we're going back to the first four, or NIT, or something like that. Like, guys, I, I, I know this is a boring take. It's a very boring take. It's just in the middle. Like, this team is just, eh. It's just okay. It's just who they've been the last three or four years. It's just going to be another year where... It's the last week of the season, and you're hoping that you win a game so you get down to the seven-seed line instead of that 9-8 game. Or, hey, you know what? Maybe losing isn't so bad because we got the 10-seed instead of that ill-fated 9 It's It's just more of that nonsense. So, yeah, it's just another year of watching a mediocre team and watching them get smacked on the road, and then, oh, they'll come home, they'll win a few games. But, yeah, it's just it sucks. I mean, a 1-4 start in Big Ten play, not fun. And here is the outlook after that. It's, I believe it's Minnesota and Rutgers, or maybe I flipped that around. Rutgers and Minnesota at home, and then that means a road game at Maryland should you win those two home games to get to 500. Woo, so that's here we are. Late January basketball, just praying to get back to 500 in Big Ten play. Oh, my God. Sweet. You know, we're going to bring up something fun really quick. I want to give a shout-out to hockey. Uh, That's right. I know. We're going to bring up hockey on this show because it should be mentioned that two Spartans helped Team USA get to gold at the World Juniors, beating Sweden 6-2 in the gold medal game. Isaac Howard, who's just been dynamite for Michigan State and USA. uh, Tournament high, seven goals, including two in that gold medal game, and then also goaltender Trey Augustine, just allowing 1.75 goals in the tournament tournament so shout out to hockey now that was fun okay we tried to be happy there for a hot segment because we're going to address a mailbag question that has to do with a national championship game this is from travis does the sting of this past season get a bit of relief seeing that we played both teams in the championship game personally i'm calling those two losses a one percent relief love the show keep up the great work thank you very much travis really do appreciate that my answer is uh, quite, actually I have it written down. Uh, it's 
no, this sucks. Uh, no, I don't feel any relief whatsoever. Uh, the fact that we got pounded by both these teams playing in the national championship game. Maybe I feel a little better about the Washington game that we were vindicated, but like, uh, here's the thing. I, I remember that game like it was two days ago. Washington could have had 900 yards of offense if they really wanted to. And quite frankly, I'm actually shocked how nice Michigan was to us in that game. They, too, could have probably scored 75 points in that game if they really, really wanted to. But they called off the dogs in the fourth quarter. and So, like, I just can't feel good about either of those games in hindsight. The season was a disaster. Both those games were atrocious. But, gang... Let's just focus on our fan base here for a second because this is going to be a tough night Monday night. All right, let's not let's not lie to ourselves here. It does not make me happy to say this. I do not want to say this, but it's time we start facing the music that Michigan's going to win this game. All right, the confetti is going to fall on them at the end of the game. So here's the drill. Here's what us as Michigan State fans are going to do. This is our this is our plan of attack after the game. All right. No, I'm not going to say, oh, they cheated. This is an asterisk game. Or no, I'm not going. I'm not going to do any of that. But what I'm also not going to do is take any accountability here. No, no, no. no. We're, we, we, as Michigan State fans, are not taking any accountability here. I think accountability is a massive, massive trait that you could have as a person. But when dire times call for dire situations. No, 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 no. We are not looking in the mirror here. We are pointing the finger everywhere else as the confetti rains on Michigan. We are blaming Ohio State for letting it get to this. Hey, Ohio State, everything that Michigan has said about you in the last few years has become true. And you guys cannot stop fumbling around on the field, and it is because of the Buckeyes why Michigan is in the situation. It is because of James Franklin and Penn State, a guy that routinely gets amazing recruiting classes. He has multiple first-round draft picks going in this year's draft. Still wasn't enough to even come close to Michigan. We're going to blame the Big Ten West for never, ever, ever giving Michigan a competitive game. No, look at us, please. Come on. We are a wounded animal this year, all right? Our coach left under very unfortunate circumstances two weeks into the season. It was spiraling out of control. Don't look at us. Look at the rest of the Big Ten for what has become. And also take it out of the Big Ten, too. Tommy Reese, 39 minutes to come up with a, th- a fourth and goal on the three-play call. And that's what he decided. So, no, we're going to blame Alabama and Tommy Reese as well. Now, that was step one of what we're going to do. We're, we're going to deflect blame. No question about it. Now, step number two is that understand that this will be rock bottom, okay? And also understand that we will survive this. We can survive this. It quite literally will not get any worse than this. And as dark as a day is, what always happens the following day, or maybe the following week or following month, but eventually in life, that sun does come out. That rainbow shines. Those birds sing and, hey... This is all going to wash away one day. It could take some time, but we are strong. We are strong because we have each other. This is strength in numbers. It's going to be very annoying. It's going to be horrible. I I am going to hate every single minute of it. But life is going to go on, guys. And things are going okay in our corner for football as well. If this was still like year number five of Mel Tucker and we were just trudging our way through all this, like I don't know if I'd be as cheery, but hey, you got to look at ourselves, and right now, with everything going on this offseason, things are going as well for us as they possibly can in East Lansing. So, that's it. 
Two things. One, deflect blame. Not our fault here. Hey, Ohio State. Hey, Penn State. You guys, you guys better be celebrating with Michigan because this is what you wanted. And then also just realize that, yeah, this, this is going to suck, but we're going to get through this. So there we go, guys. Uh, hopefully that was inspirational enough for you to get through the day. We will be back every single day this week because that's what we do here on Locked on Spartans. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Please rate, review, subscribe. Now, have yourself a great week. Love you all. Go Green.